It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Jazz blow out the Sacramento Kings exactly what the doctor ordered for the Jazz tonight. Great all-around effort, helped out by a tired team. They take advantage of some lineup changes along the way, have a huge impact. We'll talk about it all coming up next on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Tonight's edition of Postcast is brought to you in part by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. All the holiday shopping you need, plus the great June pies that come in every week and all the rest there. We, you're going to have to get there fast, by the way, because we're only home for a day. Jazz win tonight. They go 1-1 one and one on this road swing. They're now up 2-1 on the Sacramento Kings in the season series, and they win it in a blowout fashion. 133-112. We'll get into the in- – there's a lot of little things that happen tonight, but – What's the big picture takeaway tonight, Ron? I think the fact that they were able to keep the Kings in half court, more so than, than we saw the last time these two teams met. Kept We outscored them in the paint. We outscored them in, in transition. We outscored them in second-chance points. So all of that comes into play here when you make a team play out of the norm, which is, you know, they want to push the ball up and down the floor. It's really interesting. The Jazz actually done this to the Kings in the two previous matchups. They won one of them, but the Kings had only played – Four games all year where they had to have 80% or more of their possessions in the half court. Two of those were against the Jazz. One was against Toronto, and they lost it. And so this is not where they're at their strength. The difference was that in transition against the Jazz in the first two games, they averaged 1.5 points per possession and 1.4 points per possession. I don't have the final number tonight. I could find it pretty quickly, but the fact is it was .7 at halftime. So while the game was still mattered, they did not allow them to score when they got into transition. Well, and, and that makes a huge difference with the success of, of, the, uh, of the Sacramento Kings. They love to push. They love to, to, to take care of their athleticism. They have a lot of guys uh, that, can, uh, that can make plays with the ball in their hands. We didn't see a lot of that tonight because the, they were taking it out of the net and they didn't get a, a chance to push the ball up, up the floor after a made shot. You heard Rudy say, run back and get on defense. And this was something that they stressed in practice yesterday. Uh, Rudy got burned only once tonight, if I remember correctly, on only once. And Yeah, I mean, that was right. But the two, the, their first two, their only transition basket in the first half was A.B. on a fast break, threw a pass backwards to Jay Crowder that got intercepted and taken mm-hmm. back the other way. 
uh, for a three for Buddy Heald on a catch mm-hmm. and shoot. And then the next one was another Ricky Rubio, I think, drove, got caught in the air, threw it backwards, so they caught it above the free throw line. They went the other way. They're only two. Their first, while the game was kind of in balance, their only fast break points were both on turnovers above the free throw line. Yeah. I I thought Rudy got burned once there as well. And, and um, That was the one where you said he he's saying he should have gotten some help on that. Yeah, that, that, exactly. But let me ask you this. I, I know that they played last night. This is a young team. Uh, it's still early in the season. How tired should a team be? I don't know if they're really tired, but I'm beginning to think that that because everyone's good this year, mm-hmm. other than maybe Atlanta or Chicago, but even Atlanta won tonight, that the subtlest differences are going to have bigger impacts than ever before. Okay. Because, I mean, you look at this team. We talked about it when we, we, when we beat them on the opener. We talked about... Like, they're starting Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's been a pro in Europe for a long time and is really good, all rookie last year. Willie Cauley-Stein, seventh pick. Buddy Heald, like, seventh pick. Deon- Darren Fox, fifth pick. Marvin Bagley's coming off the bench as a sixth, second pick. They're good. They're really, really talented. So, if anyone's off at all, I think it shows up. So, were they tired tonight? I just don't think they were sharp. They didn't force transition the way they did against us in the previous games. They didn't hit some shots they did in the previous games. They had some breakdowns defensively. They just weren't sharp. They were mentally off after playing a game that went to the buzzer against the world champs the night before. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The but- same, and, and let me let me build on it if I may. The same way we've been playing hard but mentally off because we've been on the road. This is our 13th road game of the season. I don't think another team in the Western Conference has played 11. You know, we've played every single game we've played except for four against teams that are above 500. The Jazz desperately needed a blowout win where they could just turn their minds off and enjoy it. Yeah, and, and again, the strength of this team is, is being able to shoot the basketball, so I totally agree. Had a great night shooting the ball here tonight. Ended up with 54% there from the field. 33%, I'm sure you'll take that from the three-point line if you're getting up 30, 30, uh, yeah. 30 attempts. So I'm sure you'll just, take just that. Just don't give me 20% yeah. or 18%. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, there were some interesting moves tonight. Jay, the Jazz starters against Sacramento in the three quarters that they had played were, I think, like minus 24 in 10 minutes. So Poon was like, okay, we're not fiddling with that tonight. Jay Crowder is going to start tonight. That's for Derek Favors for the matchup. That really worked. Yeah, and, and long as, you know, Quinn made a point uh, that and, and talk, probably talked to Derek Favors the reason why. Um, and it wasn't like you're getting demoted, you're, you're taking out a starting lineup, you're not doing this or you're not doing that. Um, it was a reason, and, and it worked. And so you're jazzing that first quarter 30 to 25. You know, they were beaten in the first quarter the last time these two teams met. We're going to find out. Maybe there's what the Jazz played Favors and Gobert together tonight. They just did it in the second and fourth quarters when they had Bagley and Giles on the floor together. Maybe there's something, too, that if you're going to play your Favors and Gobert minutes – that they shouldn't be the opening ones of the first and third quarter. I don't know. We'll see matchups. Tomorrow's interesting because I would argue that I want favors on Sabonis and Gobert on Miles Turner a little bit. And so maybe you would do the same thing again tomorrow night against Indiana, who starts Thaddeus Young and who plays out on the floor a little bit more and is very, really kind of exactly the same player as Jay Crowder. And so maybe we'll see something similar of that sort. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. The one that jumps out to me tonight, though, and it's a funny one because you know all of his limitations. He's just too small. He drives in the basket. He gets spiked a few times. He gets bounced around. He gets a black guy. 
But I thought Howell Neto had a tremendous impact on this game tonight. And you're happy for him. I mean, this is a guy, you know, like Dante, who's had a ton of injuries, just has not been able to play a full season and, and missed some, some very important part of his development as far as being an NBA point guard. He can be effective, even though he's six foot, six foot one, he can be a, an, an effective player on this team. And you saw the value that he brings to this team uh, to, tonight. You just hope that. You know, there's room for him, and he can, and they can, and they can take advantage of his skills. It's a really subtle thing, and I don't think it's that big a deal. But we've been shooting the ball really badly, and Jonas Jerebko was a 40% corner three shooter last year, and is not on the roster anymore. And Howell Neto is a good corner three shooter too. And the guys who have replaced them have not been shooting that ball well. And so I, I wonder. The other one I just noticed tonight: Quinn's been playing with tempo, and Howell, as a point guard's willingness. To push the ball ahead, not to always bring it up and be the one dribbling it and holding the possession till 11 or 12 on the shot clock while you're still trying to get everything set. He's got a willingness to push ahead, and with the amount of guys like A.B. and Dante and other guys who are ball handlers, that's a nice thing to be able to do. I really, really like that, and, and, and strictly because even when you're pushing it ahead like that, you're getting into your offense a little earlier if you don't have a, have a break or something like that because once you push the ball up the sidelines, you don't have to wait for a pick for for a player or Rudy or Derek Favors or, Derek or, or Joe Ingles to come over and set a screen for you. It's already in motion. And, and I think you end up playing a little faster, getting into your offense, and not so much up speed or, or you know, some teams like, like Sacramento wants to play. I mean, right. they want to play and, and, and really force the issue. But the Jazz can get into their offense a lot faster. And what that means, getting the defense in a scramble, and getting those looks that they like. Cannot forget Ricky Rubio, 27 points, 23 of them in the first half. He was terrific. Yeah, he was really terrific. And and as you mentioned, when he's making layups, you know, then uh, that little mid-range shot starts to work. And uh, he you was can't handling, live he, in this league without layups. It is hard. <laughs> you, believe me, you can't shoot a great percentage without a few layups. I mean, no one in the league is that great of a, of a jump shooter that his, if he doesn't get any layups, that his field goal percentage is going to be good. Jazz finished 1-1 one one on this portion of the 12-game road trip, and we'll be back tomorrow to play the Indiana Pacers, a Monday night affair. Hope you can come out and join us before we go back on the road again. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Postcast. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.